Also, I would really love to bone Jason. Um, let's play a little game. It's F make uh fuck Mary Kill. <gasps> oh, I love the top of the show, F Mary Kill. Yeah, Mike sent this over. Fuck Mary Kill, Shirtless Jason, Sketchy Tim Riggins, or Shirtless Toby. <laughs> oh, okay. So I am marrying Sketchy Tim Riggins. I am I'll do Toby and I'm killing Ian. I, I'm sorry, I don't I don't get it. You're killing Jason. I'm killing Jason. I'm sorry. I keep calling him Ian. <laughs> I hear that. I don't know why. And I did it last week, too, <laughs> when I was editing. And I'm sure you heard it while you were editing. And I'm like, my goodness. No, I only heard it the one time. Really? And then you said to me, did I call him I- Ian this whole time? And I'm like, no. Is Jason's name in real life Ian? No, no Ian Drew. Harding is, as- is Ezra. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jason's dead. Toby, hello. I'm marrying Sketchy Tim Riggins. Okay. I, that's, it's really hard for me to say, obviously, with everything that I know. Yeah. Or that I remember, because it's slim. Sure. But, um, I guess I would have to do the same. Wow. Okay. Right now. Right now. I like that. Right but, now. Right uh, now. Also, I would really love to bone Jason. I mean, you have been talking about him for so long. The arrival and how hot he is and all the things. I I should just vote him just because of that. I mean, you could and then just kill him. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So pardon my voice if you are not on Discord, you don't know, but I currently have COVID. She finally came. She made her round to me. She's a champion. I'm so, I was like, are you up for it? Because I've been there. I, I've podcasted twice during COVID. And yes, you have. when you run the show, you can have a little foggy brain, but. Absolutely. I mean, like you guys are here for the ride. Right. If things happen, I, you know, I apologize in advance, but we're here. We're here. <laughs> we are here. We are yeah. liars. We are liars podcast. Yes. And I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And we are discussing season two, episode four, Blind Dates, original air date July 5th, 2011, written by Charlie Craig and directed by Dean White. There we go. Okay, so the summary, Hannah helps Lucas with his date until Caleb is thrown into the mix. Arya has a chance encounter with Jason, which brings back some surprising memories. And also we find Ian. But is he alive? I added that part because Wiki didn't have that part. I'm like, uh, hello. I get it. Like, we don't want to spoil for those who, you know, for the yeah. week to come. But sure. I was like, um, Ian is huge in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I loved your warning during the chat tonight. And you're like, all right, y'all, buckle up. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to get good. I was like, it's going to get good. like 10 minutes have Here so we go. much Here going we go. on. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. the buildup of that. And then um, something else happens like towards the end. Oh, with the, the therapist's office getting yeah. trashed. So, yeah. As we know, A took the ring. And yes. 
Spencer heads back to the pawn shop because obviously she was going to uh, get the ring back. And so she, when she gives the ticket, the guy gives her a horseshoe, a dirty, rusty horseshoe. Instead, um, looking at her like he knows nothing. And she's like, uh, I gave you a ring. And he's like, well, this is what the ticket says. And he's like, we can call the cops if you want. But of course, nobody wants that. So she leaves and she's just devastated, doesn't know what to do. And then, of course, the girls get a text from A taunting them, stating that they know where the ring is. Yeah, diamonds Clearly. are a girl's best friend. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Wait, so is the ring coming back? I mean, not like soon, but I guess okay. by the end of the season. I haven't got it up, gotten up to it yet if it has. Got it. I really thought we were getting the ring back this episode. Yeah, well, no, A is going to keep it until... They possibly they need it. They need it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So when Spencer gets home, she sees Melissa looking for Ian's passport. And Melissa claims she needs this for the insurance policy on the ring. So Spencer's like, oh, you haven't found it yet. It will turn up. <laughs> and then Spencer decides that she's going to go visit Ren because she needs answers. And obviously, she's not going to get them from Melissa. And he's so surprised to see her. And Michelle's like, how is he British? Right. Who remembered that he's British? Because I didn't. Okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) for those who are new to the show and you're a newbie like myself and a couple of our listeners, did you remember he was British? Yes. I need to know. (laughs) I need need to know because I was LOLing by myself. Like I'm laying in bed and I'm like, huh? What's happened? I love it. He's British since when is Ian? Uh, right, I'm there and going to throw an Ian in there. I'm telling you, everybody on the show, we're just going to call them Ian. And we'll confuse all our listeners. <laughs> Everyone's Ian. But Everyone's yes, Ian. Ren is British. Uh, and British in real life. The actor is British. And so he, as I teased last week, he is either a resident or whatever at this hospital. And he's very surprised to see Spencer. And Spencer is like, why are you helping my sister? And he like tells her the reasoning is like, oh, well, I felt like responsible because I basically like led her to that by like hooking up with you. I'm like, no, that's not the decision. It's not. And also it's such a selfish way to look at it. It's so self-absorbed. Like, oh, it's my fault. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. work out between us, so you had to, you know, resort back to Ian. No, right. I really have to think about like it. Like, your, your pathetic situation. And, well, Spencer at that point, too, is like, well, did you know that Ian tried to kill me? And Ren's like, no, of course not. Like, how would he know that? Well, I'm like, do you not read the papers? I mean, I guess. Philly. What? Philly Rosewood. Yeah. And nobody knows that Ian tried to attack the girls besides the girls saying that he tried to like there, no one reported on it. I think Garrett pretty much told them like, don't say anything about that. Right. So, you know, Ren didn't know. So Ren, uh, Spencer wants to team up with Ren and try and get some more information about the Melissa stuff. But he's like, no, I'm out of it. I can't help you. And you should be out of it too. So later, Spencer sneaks into Melissa's barn. She, well, she does and she doesn't. Like, she goes to see her, but Melissa's in the shower. So she's like, oh, ample opportunity for me to go and sneak around. And there's this little mini suitcase, which I guess she thought was weird. And she goes through it to find men's toiletries, but also Ian's passport and some clothing for Melissa. And she's like, where are they going? They have to be going somewhere. 
And of course, she runs out before Melissa can catch her. <laughs> Melissa gets out of that shower <laughs> so quickly with a robe on. And she's like, oh, Spencer, Spencer. I, I know. Like, where where in proximity is that door to the shower, to the bathroom? It seems like it's close. I mean, the barn seems like it's really small, right? Sure. But like, I don't know. This this also made me LOL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a good time by myself. I know. Well, that's, you know, just (laughs) the nature of a television show, right? Also, isn't Melissa just so weird? She's just so off She's really sketchy. She's very sketchy. Yeah, maybe that's the right word for it. She's just like so strange to me. I don't know. Anyway. I find her to just be suspicious. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something not right there that she's hiding. That's true. Yeah. And I guess at this point, it is that Ian is been in contact with her but spencer knows that do we get and i might be jumping ahead but like obviously we're gonna unravel this but will we get context of like where he was staying where let's just give you this look like uh-huh michelle's just like <laughs> you know uh because obviously he had to tell her a location mm. Or did he? Or did he? Did were they all? T- I guess they were never really talking on the phone. They were just texting. We right. don't know. Like, that's all TBD at the moment. Yeah, okay. you will get okay something. Just you know, there's no instant gratification on this show. So got it. Just be patient. <laughs> just be patient. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then Spencer does end up teaming up with Ren later on, and he promises to tell her when he's leaving with Melissa because at this point, Ryan convinces Melissa to go with her so he can make sure that Ian is okay. He doesn't have a staph infection. And so this whole plan is in motion and Melissa thinks, I guess, Spencer is out or sleeping. And with all of the girls, they all decide to follow Ren and Melissa's car to this hidden barn. Of course, there's no cell service in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the woods. And so Melissa goes in first just to, you know, make sure, I guess, that he was there or that she wanted to have a moment with him before. And she lets out this blood curdling scream. Ren runs in. The girls run in right after. I'm like, guys. <laughs> but I get it. Of They're course. thinking something bad's happening to her sister. So Spencer runs in. And there you see Ian with a gun in his hand. He's clearly dead. And there is a suicide note. And then Spencer goes to hug Re- uh, Melissa, and Melissa looks at her. She's like, "What the hell yeah, are like, you doing here? How did you here? get here? How did you get here? How did you get here? Will you confirm for me? Will I confirm if is Ian dead? Is uh-huh. he on the island? Uh huh. Yes. <gasps> really? Yeah. I mean, there might be flashbacks, but as far as the character goes, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> oh. I mean, did you think he was alive? Well, part of yo listen, everything's sketchy in this show, so it's like he could be alive. I thought you were really gonna be like, I can't confirm that. I'm like, oh, because <laughs> to me, I'm like, honey, he's dead. <laughs> there was a shot to the head. Yeah, but think about like on our previous shows where characters are dead and come back, and that's true. That's true. I mean, we don't um, want to spoil anything for anyone. My my first thought, besides. 
I don't think he's dead. The second thought was, did anybody, will they they'll look at the note and be like, this isn't Ian's handwriting. Ian, okay, that is his name. Oh my yes, God. Yes, you're good. I know you're oh getting in your head about this. <laughs> is this Ian's handwriting? And I took a screenshot of the note because I'm like, I, I rewound it. And I was like, I need to read this. Yeah. Which I'm sure we'll go into that. Absolutely. In future episodes. But mm-hmm. I would be like, is this Ian's handwriting? Right. Um, and our last scene with Ian and the girls is that A is putting Ian's phone into Spencer's bag. So only bad things could be for Spencer there. (laughs) Also, like, I love the callback to the horseshoe. (gasps) Right. I got chills, y'all. Right. So this whole time you're like a horseshoe. What does this mean? And then in the barn above Ian, basically, is a missing horseshoe. Wow. So that that makes you think many things about this whole situation. Well, just another tie-in of A's work. It's very good. Bravo. Mm -hmm. Bravo. I'm glad you're impressed. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go over to Aria. And luckily, Mr. Fitz is not in this episode. It was so nice without him, don't you think? It was lovely. It was lovely. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, But Ella has taken over Mr. Fitz's class. I'm like, small town charm, right? Like, there's nothing but a small town that, you know, parents become your teacher kind Mm -hmm. of thing. (laughs) I know. And then there's a a part of it that bothered me that now Ella's in the school and she sees the girls, like, have a five-second exchange. And I'm trying to sympathize with the parents and trying to understand where their head's at with this whole separation thing. But, like, you're really going to try and make them avoid each other in the hallway too? Like, okay, outside school is one thing. But in in school, they have a class together. The four of them are in her English class. So, like, it's, it's just really unfair. It's too much. It's too it's strange. It's too much. Yeah. But Ella takes Arya aside and she asks, can you give Mike his keys? He left them at home. So Arya heads to the basketball courts where Mike plays basketball every day after school and when Arya finds a friend of his, he says he hasn't been there in months. And Arya is so confused and in disbelief because she's like, no, he comes here every day after school. And then we see Jason there who's playing with all these kids, which I think is kind of funny. I guess he has nothing else better to do. Aren't you working on your house? Right. Whatever. Oh, like maybe Toby's working on his house for him yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but he's there and they have like the nicest exchange we see Jason have. I think so far he... Um, he tells Arya that he remembers what it was like to be Mike's age and to be defiant and be a teenager and tells Arya like he doesn't really we keep hearing this too like I don't I don't remember a lot of things about my those years yeah or those years with Allison like I don't remember a lot and I wish I did and kind of like I guess he has regrets about his past and then he to bring up the past even further he's like I remember you had pink in your hair and she's like, oh, yeah, you remember that? And he's like, I really liked it on you. And, you know, she smiles. And then he kind of like, you know, walks away. And he's like, I really miss that pink hair. And I'm like, <laughs> swoon. Like, really? I'm like, why are you glowing? <laughs> he's literally glowing, like illuminating. It, to me, this was such a cringe, awkward moment. I didn't like it. Well, to me, I feel like at first, Arya can't even look him in the face. Well. She's like. I guess maybe because obviously he's shirtless, but she's got an, a gorgeous body, but That's she probably is like, it. I can't 
look at his body. Also, I can't look him in the face because I it's like weird. Like, you know, she, they have yeah. a weird relationship yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, but like pretty much all of our listeners want to know, did you take this as flirting or did you take this as like a friendly conversation? No, I took it on a little tinge of flirt. We were we were flirting a little bit. He was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she definitely felt the compliment. Like she, she felt did. Good, she but did. She wasn't reciprocating it. That's for sure. No, and it just came out of nowhere. He was just like, "Oh, right. your pink hair. I like right. that because you just did whatever you wanted to do." And right, he likes that she doesn't follow rules, kind of thing. Even though now she doesn't. I have mean, pink not hair, for but nothing, like, but she had like two stripes of pink in her hair. Yeah, I from what I understand in the books, it's like actual pink hair yeah um yeah. which obviously is making more of a statement than two pink stripes whatever you know you the way you want to express yourself oh i'm not putting that down i'm just saying yeah. like no but like i know right to me like okay two pink stripes not like the most eccentric thing you could ever do to yourself right but yeah he liked it and he liked that she was different i guess different than the rest of the girls or different than the other girls you know in town or whatever um, and there I am, as I said in the Discord chat, like, I'm like, okay, so I need to know how old he is because right. it's still icky. Way still I- too icky yeah. because we know, as I've teased before, and I just wanted to confirm for myself that I was remembering things right, that he and Melissa are the same age. I'm like, I'm like I need to know how old they are. And when we first started the show, we had this essay from her from 20, 2004 or something like that. And I think at that time we decided she was like 23, 24 or something. We couldn't really, you know, make it out. And then when I went on Wiki, it said that at this start, they're all 25, which what? would be older than Ezra. And Ezra's 23 in the, in the first season. You know, when he first starts his teaching job, he's 23. And I'm like, okay, this is not okay. <laughs> First of all, what would a 25-year-old want with a 16-year-old? 23, okay, maybe you're just out of college. It's obviously we know it's still icky at, at all, all the way around. But 25, and then I saw places that are like, no, they're 22. And so like everyone on Reddit was like, we cannot confirm the, their ages. Wow. And it's really frustrating. Wow. So I want to believe, let's just believe that he's like 22, out of college, like he's Ezra's age, even though it's still not right. Yeah, I can't you know? accept 25. No, I won't accept it. <laughs> I won't accept it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That was my deep dive. If someone has any more information that they would love to divulge, I would love to hear it because I would love to know accuracy, but I don't know if we'll get that. Um, so Arya heads home and she sees Mike there who scares her because she's sitting in the dark. And he tells her like, I, you know, mind your own business that I haven't been going to basketball. Like, you're not going to tell me because if you do, I'm going to tell mom and dad that you've been seeing your friends. Ooh. So she's like, you little bitch. <laughs> um, so later on, when Byron asked about Mike's basketball, Arya does cover for him because Mike throws her under the bus and is like, yeah, she watched my whole game. Yeah. So I'm very interested to dive into this because Mike was such on the back burner. Like we were like almost like who Mike who 
yeah. for so long and now mm-hmm. he's back and I'm like, what are you up to? Yeah. However, part of me feels like it's not tied in with the A stuff. It's just like a separate family yeah. storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's, uh, you'll see. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mike, our Mike asked, did we ever blackmail our siblings into <sighs> covering for us? <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, so I mean, I can't like specifically say black. Like, I don't think I blackmailed her, but I think we like had an understanding of like, if I do mm-hmm. this, this, and this, you can do this or whatever. You know, yeah. just yeah. siblings. Don't si- all siblings do that? You have your own understanding, and if that involves blackmailing, that's what it involves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cat adds to this: If we were Arya, how would we? go about this Mike situation. Yeah, I would I would be acting the way Arya is acting. I think so too, especially if I was, you know, seeing yeah. my friends and I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I'd still be worried. Like, what are you doing? I would definitely need to like- No more. Push more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like each day, push a little bit more to figure out. Because obviously you don't want him like in trouble or something. Yeah, maybe I would try to follow him just to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Yes, yes. Over to Hannah, Ashley talked to Veronica because Veronica's just like the mayor of the girls. And she like feels pressured now to have Hannah have a solo session with Dr. Sullivan because all the other girls apparently have had solo sessions. And Ashley feels like she doesn't want Hannah to be the only one left out. And she ends up going to Dr. Sullivan. And in the first meeting, Dr. Sullivan's trying to get her to do this empty chair therapy where she's talking to Allie. And at first she decides this is not working out for me and she leaves right away. But then by the end of the episode, she does have this conversation with Allison and they bring Sasha in. And it's really a cool scene it's that they're good. talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And she tells Allie, look, like you were my best friend, but you were also my worst enemy. And I'm done carrying the guilt of our toxic friendship. And Allie replies with all these condescending remarks and telling Hannah how she could just so easily go back to her disordered eating and she'll never find closure because those girls are not really her friends because she made them her friends. But Hannah's like, you don't control me anymore. That was great. That was great. It was so great. Like a moment. Yeah, she really needed it. Yeah. Kate wants to know, what do you think that the other girls talked about in therapy and why do we have Hannah's session in particular? I think because Hannah and Allie were probably one of the closest, although it would have been interesting to see Emily and Allie's, se- well, Emily's session. But I think Emily is like too wrapped up with the Danby stuff and Arya's with the Ezra stuff. And so I think it made sense for us to see Hannah particularly go through this. Yeah. I think the other girls are probably more obviously more open to therapy. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure they're not sharing that much, probably just how it's been affecting them through the year. Right. And like maybe they'll go into like other things. Like, I don't know, maybe Aria talks about like her parents. Divorce. You know, the divorce. Well, the possible divorce and now getting back together or whatever they're doing. And maybe Emily with like her, also her parents being strict and. You know, who the hell knows? <laughs> I mean, Spencer's got Spencer's a whole lot got of a- shit to talk about, but I don't know how much we're divulging. Perfectionism, like she has probably the most that needs to be worked I think so. I, and especially like now yeah. with this A stuff and her sister and Ian, she's got a lot, but I don't know how much she's actually going to divulge. Yeah, agreed. I wonder, um, I don't think we ever see any one-on-ones again, mm-hmm. if I recall, but 
it would be nice to see what the girls talk about in therapy. But again, it's a TV show and we never, the fact that we're getting therapy is a gift. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Kat asks, what is one thing we would say to Allie if we were Hannah? Honestly, I feel like Hannah did a beautiful job of saying, I'm not going to let you control me anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not your minion. I'm sick of missing you like I've been missing you. Yeah. I would go with that. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. After this episode, Dr. Sullivan's office is broken into, completely in shambles, and on the wall is written, nosy bitches die, (laughs) which is beyond ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, did you? I laughed at that. Oh, like, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, and so Dr. Sullivan contacts Ashley because apparently Hannah was the last session of the day for her and she suspects maybe it has something to do with Hannah. And Hannah's like, why would that have anything to do with me? Of course. And doesn't want to really get into it with Ashley and she leaves. And this is when they go on the hunt for Ian. Um, and then we find out from Dr. Sullivan the police tell her that there was no force entry. So someone who broke in had to have either had a key or was, I guess, already in the building, which is really creepy for her. I thought it was very off-putting with Ashley to be like, you need to tell me what you talked about in therapy. Yeah. And then for Dr. Kinda Sullivan like, no. <laughs> to, to call Ashley and be like, hey, like, just want to let you know this happened right after our session. Were they was that called to be an assumption that Hannah did this, or right, or it has something to do with Hannah because maybe because Hannah was talking about Allison and yeah, but right, like there, it, yeah. there's no. I guess Doctor Sullivan has no explanation, so she was like just trying to yeah. understand maybe something that could have happened in their session. Yeah, but nobody knows for sure. Yeah, another part that we have to talk about, I'm sure you're so excited, is the double date, which obviously is the whole premise of the episode, blind dates. So we have Lucas, who's going out with Danielle, but he like refuses to do it because he's so nervous. He can't believe Hannah got him this opportunity. He doesn't know what to do with it. So he begs her and Caleb to (laughs) come on his date. And so they're going to go to the movies. They're all meeting at Hannah's house prior And Hannah just keeps coming over to Danielle and Lucas, just make sure everything's okay. And Danielle is like really, really reading into it, thinking that Hannah is still (laughs) like into Lucas. And Lucas is like, you got to help me out. Please do something. And so she tells Caleb, hey, put your arm around me so that we look like we're a couple. And this part, I gagged. I was not in a bad way, but I was laughing because I'm like, you guys are like, vampires like they, they're just like posed i know it's a rom-com and twilight all in one i was like guys like move around talk it's- touch each other's hair like what are you doing you're just standing there the pose and staring back me. at them oh and danielle's God. just staring like what is happening well danielle was like oh great i see them touching okay lucas you can help me with right. my jacket we can, we can hold hands <laughs> <laughs> so weird yeah but so i guess weird. we don't see the movie part but lucas does come over the next day to thank hannah so much for the date and he tells her like look what you did was solely for me you had no uh ill intent there i definitely could see that that An- ally persona has left you and this is what prompts hannah to do mm-hmm. her her therapy the next that day i guess 
Uh, Mike asks, if we could double date with a celebrity couple, who would it be? Uh, maybe Hillary and Jeffrey. Oh, my God. That's such a good answer. That's a like, perfect answer. Or even like Lee Norris and his wife. Yes. I'm thinking of like who's on our level in terms of like, I feel like I could have a conversation with. Yeah, yeah definitely. Who'd you that's bet? a great one. There's a part of me that's like super, super curious and like just because everyone's curious, but like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh Trump. my God, the couple of them. <laughs> the century, right? Of everything. Just because I'm curious and I feel like, and I talked to my sister about this. I was like, I feel like if I were to see Taylor Swift, like I wouldn't be nervous because I feel like she's very down like she's down to earth i don't know that's yeah. just my she's one of us gathering of her and i'm just curious as their dynamic off tiktok you know <laughs> but hillary and jeffrey are chef's kiss that's oh, a wonderful answer absolutely but like taylor and i'm not even a swifty but like i would love to talk to taylor about cats it would probably be so easy to talk to taylor i know that's what i'm saying so easy yes i agree yeah uh vic adds to that what will we do on a double date Dinner. dinner i'm a simple i love going to dinner with another couple me too it's my favorite thing spend hours order multiple courses i just love dinner like just yeah i mean dinner's know, my favorite out. meal <laughs> you know so yeah. yeah yeah i i would agree dinner or like it's fun to do like one of those igloos oh ab- oh yeah you know that's great too like happy hour whatever it is anything that involves food <laughs> We love food. We love food. All the listeners want to know from this point on, how long will it take Hannah to forgive Caleb? If she uh, will ever forgive yeah, him. <laughs> I feel like next episode is going to be very Ian heavy. So I think in two episodes. Okay. Yeah. I think in two episodes. Wonderful prediction. All right. Lastly, we have to talk about Emily, uh, who's still being tortured with this Danby stuff. And it looks like A has sent a care package from Danby to Emily with all merchandise with a t- uh, an A-team uh, letter in there. <laughs> like clever. I thought that was great. Yeah, like, welcome yeah. to the A-team. Yeah, it was cute. And so Pam is so excited. She's going around telling the whole swim team and the everyone in the bleachers that Emily got this written commitment from Danby. And Samara hears it and she applauds Emily over it. <laughs> Michelle's triggered no. by Samara. No, Samara's giving Oliver vibes. <laughs> I am not down with Samara. I'm so- I know. I mean, she's sweet, but she's almost like a little overbearing. Like she needs to like cool she's it. She's giving Oliver from the OC. I'm not going to go into too if you many know, details. You know. If you know, you know. Yeah. She even, Emily even <laughs> says the line, did you... <laughs> Forget to tell me you transferred here. I know. Yeah, she's like a little, she's a little much. She's a and little Samara obsessed. And giggles about it. <laughs> she's like, haha, I thought about it. <laughs> how are you in this school so much? Anyway, continue. I know, everyone's like, how old is she? Where does she go? What is her deal? <laughs> I thought she just made jewelry at craft fairs. I'm like, from what I can tell on Wiki, she's 17. She must just be in high school. Either she's a senior or what. And she has this jewelry business on the side. But obviously, she really likes Emily. And... She likes her. I think she must really, really like her because when Emily tells her, hey, look, I wrote this letter and sent it to myself, she immediately doesn't judge her. She's she like, doesn't. She's like, oh, my God. OK, so I'm on board here. And so then Pam invites her over for dinner because she could see that Emily and her are having this connection. 
And she's like, I'll be there in case it slips up and I can help you out. And Emily's like, okay, great. And then at dinner, they're hanging out, looking at Emily's scrapbook of her as a kid, which is so cute. And she's like, how did you glue this together, glue gun? Did you use a glue gun? What? I was like, revolutionary, a glue gun. And then she goes into how like she's always wanted one or asked for one. And she's like, oh, I have one, but I used to stick myself to everything. I'm like, with a that's hot. What's wrong with you, girl? Uh, Sarah. Uh, anyway, mm. she tells Pam, let's not put all of the eggs in the Danby basket because she could get offers from other schools that are just as good, if not better. So like this, you know, the smoke will clear a little bit for Emily. And I feel like she... You know, she feels like she can relax just a little bit. And Pam is contemplating. And then Emily tells her, like, my mom was up online looking at other schools to go visit. So she was thankful for Samara. And the two plan to hang out again, have a second date. Sure. And I mean, that's my summary. It was a crazy episode, but, like, everyone was kind of condensed. So it was easy for me in my notes. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, A from Rosewood PA has a (gasps) Thanksgiving message for us. They do. Sneakingly came in at 7.34 while we were almost done with our Discord chat. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's someone in the Discord. Absolutely. It's Mike. It's Mike. It's Mike. Mike. Unless it's Kate again, and that's cool, too. (laughs) That would still, that would be, that would be great, because you wouldn't be expecting it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The email says, hey, bitches, are you ready for the holiday? I am. While you get your fill of pie, cranberry sauce, and ambrosia salad, I thought those were very three specific items. I will be getting my fill of secrets. Don't forget to dish out your sides, not your lies. Enjoy the week's ladies, but enjoy the week, ladies. But keep in mind, I never take a day off. So then I'm looking at pie, cranberry sauce, and ambrosia. I'm like trying to make like a yeah. word about it, you know? Yeah. It didn't come to me yet, if there is. But like... Ambrosia on Thanksgiving? Ambrosia on Thanksgiving. That sounds like it's a Canadian thing. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we, we eat that on Passover. We even, say, <laughs> It's the wrong holiday. Yeah, it's the wrong holiday for us in America. But... Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe... Hey, if you eat ambrosia on Thanksgiving, oh, you yeah, know, no, because like... Not judging. I love ambrosia. It's I been a while. I ambrosia. I do love... I love a good homemade cranberry sauce. Mm. I honestly, I will eat the can as well. I like a little bit of both. I like a regular yeah. and a store bought, you know? The canned is my jam. I love the way it's jellied and it's right. Do you know it like <laughs> weirdly reminds me of a petri dish and that's why I love it? Oh, I could see that. You know when you used to do like a culture and it's like it was on that red? Yep. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to like tap it and touch that. And so, and this is okay. like, mm. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna yes. take a short break and uh we'll be right back <laughs> i hope you enjoyed your break we are going to talk about the rosewood shop this week which is the part of the episode where we read off an ice cream flavor provided by our patron and listener michael he pairs it this episode with ben and jerry's caramel fudge vanilla ice cream And he said he put every word phonetically there for me so that I could read that. He's the troll of. He is the total Betty troll. I had a big and the Ravens troll too. He is. Yes, we hear Michael. You need to be a little bit nicer to the daddies, okay? You You can't favor the mommies so much. Yeah, though we love it. Yeah. (laughs) 
There's a message for you. But be nice to dads, okay? Be nice to the dads. Okay, so sweetness is all around in this ice cream with the caramel and fudge, just like in this episode with the double date and Samara saving Emily with the whole Danby thing. Also, these swirls of sweetness can be represented the swirling of emotions from Melissa throughout this episode. And the vanilla ice cream represents how Arya wants her life to be now that her mom's moved back to back in she just wants the four of them to eat pancakes together and have a normal life the berry compote pancake situation <gasps> though sounded so good oh i love a berry compote oh my god me too it's right? so easy to make i have done it i have done it before i just sometimes i do it like even more like getaway and i just take we have like frozen fruit for smoothies and i'll just mm-hmm. throw that in the saucepan with like a little water yeah and then it melts and it's so delicious oh yeah i've done anything. it too it's so delicious. Good. And then I just do like cocoa whip on top. Mm. So good. Okay. So your MVP of the episode? Yeah, my MVP is Hannah. Me too. I love that she healed. I'm just curious if we're going to continue therapy or if we're done with this. You know, we love to see a, a one episode therapy heal a la summer, but um, <laughs> <laughs> right. but maybe we'll continue because now the the office was broken into or maybe this is it is sullivan on the island she's not okay I don't we don't see therapy like yeah at least in the next two i watched the next like one and a half so but also i know you have to give your mvp mm. no but, i was hannah but how oh right but how scary for dr sullivan to walk into your office to that yeah <gasps> and it's a shared space or shared office there's definitely other people in that office building. yeah it's it's definitely creepy yeah so i wouldn't creepy. be afraid to you know be by yeah. myself yeah who would you pick as your shittiest you know what no one was really that shitty to me in this episode but i chose mike yeah just for giving like a little bit of an attitude i understand where it was coming from yeah yeah i actually i don't know what my where my gut was but i picked spencer because i oh. felt like much like Samara, like she was just a little bit too much. Yeah. She was too much. And like, I get it. Like, I totally get it. She wants to figure this shit out. But like, I don't know. She's just like, the fact that, and I know to- this Toby thing has nothing to do with the Ian situation, but like, you really pawned your sister's engagement diamond ring to get money to get Toby a truck. Like, right. that's really irresponsible. I mean, we thought we felt that way last week. Yeah. Well, it's like a really nice gesture. You know, it's he's 17. He doesn't need I, while he needs to get out of his parents house. I get that it, there needs to be a better way and not pawning your sister's probably very, very expensive <laughs> engagement ring. Yeah. So that's a good I thought answer. She was just a little bit too much to me. Yeah, that was good. Her that's actions. A, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and like other than that Hannah Caleb pose scene, <laughs> would you think do you think anything else is like particularly cringe? Um honestly, the the uh Jason and Aria of it all on the basketball yeah. court with the pink uh-huh. hair. I just felt like they were exchanging like, "Hey, have you seen my brother?" "No, I haven't." And then he just brings up the pink hair. Yeah, I thought it was random, a little random. Yeah, and it and it did make me laugh when he was like walked away, but he was like illuminated. I didn't notice that, but... It reminded me of Twilight. Twilight. (laughs) And so that... Is it cringy? No, but, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, So maybe like a... Would you give it a three? 
It's or not less quite than a, three. a three. It's like a 2.8. All right, 2.8. Yeah. yeah. 2.8. <laughs> I will take it. Okay. All right. It's time for the title, My Secret. As you guys know, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. So, happy holidays. Yeah. And uh, we won't be back next week. Right. But the week after, you will have an episode. So, for episode two, five, the title is The Devil You Know. And my secret. I've got a secret. I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Is that we find out what Mike's secret is next <gasps> week. Yes! I knew you were going to be happy about that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the fact that. We're four episodes in and we found out what happened to Ian. Like, I was expecting not finding out what happened to Ian until, like, the end. Yeah. I I think, like, we have to jump ship in the season. Got it. Got it. Okay, great. So, I mean, maybe it's not a huge deal, but although part of me wants to feel like Mike, I said it wasn't tied to the A thing, but imagine if he's, like, somehow working with Garrett in the police department and like doing behind the scenes stuff. And then that Ooh. would tie it into A. Okay. Otherwise, I think maybe. So you sh- think Garrett is tied to A? I, well, he works in the police department. So. Do you think A works in the police department? No, but they definitely know how to work it. Yeah. And then I just keep thinking about the A situation. Oh. I'm A, guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? My tattoo. I mean, just, it caught oh. my reflect. It caught, like. <laughs> I'm sorry, my screen was pushed to the side, so I didn't see that you went like that. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, talking with my hands, and I turn my wrist as I'm talking <laughs> you about are A. a. <laughs> There's an, I have an A tattoo for <laughs> Anthony, but it's like, <clears throat> I've been marked. What was I talking about? I don't even know. About A in the police oh, station. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yes. Okay. So I just keep thinking about what I found out last two weeks ago. And I'm like, there's no way. There's just no way that this particular person would could do all of the things. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also... I also kind of just want to say to our listeners and our patrons and just because Michelle thinks she knows something (laughs) doesn't mean we have to feed into it right like we don't have to give her little easter eggs or like you know make hints to things I would appreciate it I don't know I'm sure she would appreciate it but me as the host and the showrunner and desperately trying to keep every little nugget from her. I would appreciate it if um, nobody sends any type of like just little hints and Easter eggs because she doesn't know. (laughs) Right. I don't know. (laughs) She doesn't know what she doesn't know. And I don't want her to like have to actually still think about the things that she. Well, I can't help it in this. I'm just thinking like a hypothetical. Of course not. I was like chuckling to myself. I didn't take it too seriously. Of what right. I was thinking. But Mike, or or I think Mike maybe has like an after school job and he's trying to raise money and like get a car or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Most of the listeners, their their biggest question was, what do you make of this Ian situation? 
What do you think happened? Do you think he killed himself? Do you think he wrote this letter? I don't think he killed himself, and I don't think he wrote the letter. Is it A, involved? Well, uh, I mean, the the horseshoe was gone, right? So that has to, like, that was, yeah. well, I, you know, it seems obvious to me that the horseshoe is a gift from A. Right. Because A was the one that took the engagement ring. And also, A was there at the scene. Like, like if it wasn't A who killed Ian, we see A while the girls and everybody's in the barn. Oh, right. With the phone situation. With the phone. So it makes me think that, yeah. That a, and a, as we know, a is always watching. So even if this right. has nothing to do with a, a is still involved somehow, <laughs> and has Ian's phone. So right. regardless, if they actually did kill Ian, imagine if a is good this whole time and a's just trying to teach us a lesson. Mm. Imagine, like trying to get vengeance. Like a didn't actually kill Allie, and a killed Ian because he was a bad dude. He was a bad dude. Hmm. Good thoughts. I mean, yeah. I know your wheels could just they keep could turning and turning, keep spinning. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe he's dead. <laughs> I can't believe that you don't didn't think he was dead. Well, like honestly, with this show, do you blame me? It could have. He could have. You're right. You're I right. mean, he was. Sh- I mean, we did see the gunshot I, in I the mean, head. You're definitely. It's pretty little liar, so that prediction I shouldn't laugh at you. I know, like <laughs> I shouldn't he, laugh at you. <laughs> he could just show up a, like in a couple of seasons from now when they've run out of storyline and they did a time travel episode, mm. and you're like, "Well, he actually was alive and went to another." Uh, right. You know, Let's see. Um, time. I mean, I want to just confirm for sure. Yeah. He, okay. So he does come back for a flashback episode, but he is dead. So. Okay. Technically, is on the island. Yeah, and I feel like I have to clarify now from saying on the island. We had a listener send in a message, a DM on Instagram that I've been meaning to tell this story. Actually, it's kind of funny. Diana G. Matula. Hopefully, I didn't butcher that. But we had a sweet message come in, and they stated that they had just started listening to our Pretty Little Liars podcast. They had never listened to any of our other podcasts (gasps) before, which is so sweet. So hello. Hi. Thank you for listening. And you made me chuckle so hard because you had mentioned, what does on the island mean? And I was telling Michelle when I read this, I thought you meant from um, on Long Island. And it's just like a regional dialect thing. Like we say on Long Island, even though island, you know, Long Island is the way we use it is the, the term doesn't make any sense. It would be in Long Island, but we say on Long Island because it's just right. how New Yorkers say it. So I right. read it as you saying on Long Island. Like, why do we say on Long Island? And I was I had a whole paragraph typed out to you about why do we say it that way? And then I went back right before I sent it and read that you wrote on the island. So thank you for your inquiry. Uh, in case you were new here, something that had started, I mean, I think Tree Hill Talk Days. I where, think so. Yeah. 
you know, we would make predictions and Ingrid would just be like, don't worry about them. They're not here anymore. They went on the island and it just kind of spun and stuck. And I think people had made references that we called it that because of Lost. I've never watched Lost, but it would make sense because Ingrid and Michelle always watch Lost. Um, And it just means when a character... (laughs) doesn't come back to the show we (laughs) tell them they're on the island and either michelle or i depending on who's making predictions will ask if this person is coming back to the show and if they're not then we tell them they're on the island so hopefully that clarifies and thank you for coming here and listening (laughs) yeah it's truly become a term in our language language a language and we use it so at ease and frequently that i you you forget that, oh, yeah, there might be some people who have no idea what that no means. No idea. I apologize. It's funny. It's- so if anyone else had any questions and clarification about the Total, <laughs> total Betty language, please write in and DM us at Total please. Betty Podcast Network. We would love to hear from you. You can email us. Uh, we are liarspod at gmail.com. Maybe they could leave us a voicemail. They could also leave us a voicemail message. We have a phone number, a new phone number. I'm sure you've heard it, but in case you want the phone number again, it's 631-600-3916. You can just say hi, leave us a message like Anella did last week. You can ask us what the island on the island means. That'd be just really funny. If you're a patron, you have the opportunity to send in a voicemail of anything you'd like to add to our break message. That would be really fun and awesome if you would consider it. Also, you know, it's the time we have to remind you to do the thing, the the Apple podcast thing. The thing. The review. Yeah. If you're listening over there, rate us five stars. Leave us a review if you haven't. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, you can let us know how you're enjoying the episode. We put polls over there. You can rate and tap five stars and just make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Yeah. We appreciate it. It helps. Yeah, because we've seen that uh, Spotify is doing pretty well for our listeners. Yeah, the liars love Spotify. All right, we'll take it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, Happy, healthy Thanksgiving to everyone. We will see you very soon. And thanks again for listening. We love you guys. Bye. (laughs) I felt like that was, bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Are Liars, a Pretty Little Liars podcast. You can email us at weareliarspod at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram and search Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty podcast produced and edited by Alyssa Tenio and Michelle Rubenstein. Music by Anthony Vacora.